Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app.
Hey, you are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Matt Attack, host of the Roden Hour. Thanks for staying with us after another great show of Seeds of Afro with DJ Nenem. You just heard Sauerkraut by Switches from their Split Tenders EP. They're out of uh, one of my hometowns, like I was born in multiple places, of Edmonton, Alberta. And we opened the show with our guest this evening, Nuclear Family Fantasy. Everybody loves you when they're drunk. And I'm joined in the studio this evening by Mossy from Nuclear Family Fantasy. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. And I, as I just said to you, I feel that we could just play that, play only that song, play only that song, and then just talk all night just about so much about the EP, um, which I absolutely love. Thank you. Um, so first, I'll hold off on those deep philosophical questions first. Um, but uh, tell me the just the, the brief history, because you guys, at least for me, and I sort of feel like I watch what's going on in the local music scene uh, quite attentively, all of a sudden, you guys, there there you are, and this EP is brilliant. Thank like you. To me, it's like you came out of nowhere, uh, and, and this, is a, this is an absolute killer EP. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, well, I have been playing in, the, in Brooklyn for about eight years. I was the drummer mm-hmm. for a band called Lord Classic. Who's actually on the bill? <laughs> who are you? Who you're, playing, who you're playing with on Thursday night? Okay. Yeah. So I stopped playing in that band early last year, and uh, just for personal, some personal reasons, and started my own thing. And just mm-hmm. over the last year, some events took place that just inspired it, and it almost became a necessity to have to write something new. And so I just grabbed people from that I'd known in the scene for the last few years, and Will was one of them, the guitar player who mm-hmm. did an incredible job on guitar. So, and and then Matt's playing. Drums. I yeah, I played drums on the album because um, I hadn't found a drummer yet. So I just okay. figured. I, <laughs> okay. Keep, I like to. I'm all about efficiency. I just <laughs> like to get it done. Yeah, because because you, you had the, had these songs that you yeah. needed to get out. Yeah, right? I did. Um, yeah. and and I'm so and I'm so glad. Thank that, you that, that you did. Um, and but then you just so that's why it's no surprise then that you, I think the production everything's really top quality as compared to you've just sort of like thrown this together and spit something out and it's demo quality. Uh, and I don't see that. Yeah. I, I have, I have another band called the new jewel movement and it's mm-hmm. all like uh, political, like socially conscious kind of music. And I, I have done that with that band rushed things and made demo quality recordings and was trying to do another one, a full length back in October and it just wasn't happening. I was doing it with a friend who was going to do it for free, which is, you know, you're kind of at the mercy of their schedules and it sure. just wasn't happening. And so I was waiting and waiting to do that album and uh, or waiting to do this album if, until I finished that album. And I just couldn't wait anymore. And somebody put um, Anthony Rocky Gallo's name in my ear. And um, he is incredible. He's so easy to work with. And he just he knows exactly the sound you're going for. And it's quick. It's easy. We did it in two days. Wow. Yeah. And, and in here in town. In town, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. at uh, Virtue and Vice. Okay, so so now the the lyrics for the opening song, <laughs> everybody loves you when they're drunk, <laughs> which is a little twist, right? Because normally everybody's like, yeah, everybody loves you when you're drunk, <laughs> which is also true, <laughs> <laughs> which is also true. But um, but I, I love just how you sort of spun that and sort of like, yes, when everybody else is drunk, they love you, but when they're sober, <laughs> they can't stand you at all. Uh, but it's kind. Of, it's it is kind of a depressing song. It is mm. kind of a bleak Thanks song. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
I hate to say this, but that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm attracted to it. Like it's one of the reasons, <laughs> like why I I like the songs on the on the EP because there is that edge, there is that sort of darkness, um, and there is that I think a lot of stuff going on that we can relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily in the standpoint of I want to go out every night to drink, mm-hmm. um, but you know certainly when when you're talking about that one, like I just whatever i i gotta get out of here doesn't have to be far so i'm just gonna go to the bar <laughs> and you're like yep at, at some point i think in all our lives yeah. we, we, we've been there yeah i i'm sure unfortunately for better or worse i'm sure we have and i actually can't take responsibility for that chorus line of one of my regulars i bartend in williamsburg and mm-hmm. who's also a friend of mine said that out outside of the bar one night out Oh, it was a remark about something. Well, everybody loves you when they're drunk. And immediately that riff came in my head because it's such a kind of punk rock idea that yes. whatever. Yeah, everybody loves you when they're drunk. But, you know, what about when they're not? Yeah. <laughs> and so that whole song came from her saying that. <laughs> um, I, I also sort of made a joke that if we tried to drink every time drinking alcohol is mentioned on the CP, we'd never make it through the show, would we? <laughs> I don't think so. That would be a really fun <laughs> drinking game, though. We could try. <laughs> it was, uh, we we last last week we played uh, done, okay. and um and it's and it it is that bit right going into the bar and she orders a drink and then she throws down another yeah and then goes outside to have a smoke and then comes back in and orders another yeah and orders another yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, there is a bit of, it's a bit autobiographical, this album. I mean, I've been, you know, it's been a struggle being a bartender in the city and and having a lot of friends who drink, a lot of musicians drink. It's everywhere. And um, it's definitely a real problem that I had to kind of realize, you know, this isn't, I'm getting older and no matter how old you are, it's, you know, it's a dangerous thing to to play with. So, yeah. and I have to say, I did write a lot of these songs under the influence of Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, per- perfectly understandable. So let, let, let's hear, an, uh, hear another track. Let's hear somebody else who you're playing with on uh, Thursday night. And then we're going to go actually all the way over to Japan to hear something brand new from a band called The Fadeaways. Uh, if at any point during the show you would like to hit us up with uh, questions, you're more than welcome to do so. You can do it via Twitter. Uh, we are at Rodent Hour, um, and you're welcome to send us an email if that's what you want to do because you don't have a, a Twitter uh, account. Uh, so that would simply be Rodent Hour at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. This is Coulda, Shoulda, Woulda by our guest this evening, Nuclear Family Fantasy.
Garage Punk from Tokyo. Coming out on Hidden Volume Records at the end of the month, that is The Fadeaways. We opened our short set with our guest this evening, Nuclear Family Fantasy, their song, Coulda, Shoulda, Woulda. And we followed it with someone who's playing with them on Thursday night, and this is uh, how dopey I am as a host. Um, Masi was playing drums on the Lord Classic song as well, song Rafi G. So, pays. you know, we were talking earlier about vinyl. You know, yeah. And so if I had had all the vinyl, I would have been sitting down and I would have read the liner notes on the back of the album and things like that. And I love I, as, that. as we used to do <laughs> yeah. and, and do all the rest of it. Um, but I did not have that opportunity. So well, I'll have to give you one. <laughs> that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And then you know what I'll have to do? I'll have to buy a record player. Because yeah. as again, we were saying we neither of us have one of those. Like, oh, my God. How Sounds can you? Of records, <laughs> but no record player. <laughs> yes. So look, so coulda, shoulda, woulda. Mm-hmm. Um, should have been real with me, yeah. Would have helped me heal me, yeah. To me, this was like just like a breakup song. Or somebody got oh, out man. of a relationship <laughs> and then got into a relationship with you. And then, but then you're like, no, now you're telling me you're not over that last relationship. And now, like, I'm <laughs> fucked as well in all of this. Oh, God. That song is... Ugh, it's, I'm gonna get heavy. <laughs> it was, but that's okay. But again, <laughs> I, I I love l- listening to that. If you want to call it heavy lyrics, cool. Yeah. I I just love, like I say, hearing some of that bitterness in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because uh, yes, I, I I do. I I like unicorns and ponies and rainbows and all that <laughs> stuff. You know, and we we have three cats, so you know, I like you know, and all that. But that. <laughs> That, that's all not always real life and yeah. and what i get out of this song it, it are things that i feel at some point i've been through in my life whether yeah. i've been that person who's had somebody come out of that relationship and be in a relationship with me or i've been that asshole that's got out of a relationship and into one with somebody and then said oh sorry that's not yeah. working i mean it's not it's not really so much about someone getting out of a relationship it was more it was it was about my uh, someone I'd been seeing for a few years who was also struggling with addiction and depression and has been missing since June of last year and so um, and I do this a lot in, or I do this in a couple of songs where I change the pronoun of the second verse so which is great because then I don't have to write a second verse I just change <laughs> the pronoun and it changes the whole meaning but yeah. you know the first line is about you know um, I was done and then you know and it and it in terms of just trying to help someone with addiction. And then the second verse is, you know, you were also done and, and didn't know what to do. And I think the bitterness comes more from the lack of support for people who struggle with addiction than from anger at this person, you know. And, um, you know, he could have told any of us what where he was going or mm-hmm. why he was going, what he was doing, because we don't know. None of his family knows. When nobody knows where he is and what he's doing, how he's doing. So, um, yeah, it's... A little bit more complicated, I guess, than just leaving a relationship. I wish it was that simple, and that I knew he was with someone mm-hmm. else that he's happy with and right. doing okay. But yeah, because ultimately know. you would like them to be yeah, in a happy situation. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for those that perhaps don't know, tell me what the nuclear family is. Um, I mean, it's just the family, the, the kind of isolated family: a mother, father, and the siblings living together without a lot of outside influence. And I always think there's a danger to that um, because a lot of kids and their families and even a lot of the husbands and wives don't feel quite supported or they don't fit in. And, you know, like 
Hillary Clinton, when she said, you know, it takes a village, she got a lot of flack for that from mm-hmm. the conservatives, I guess. But I really like that idea that if there's if you're feeling a little isolated in your family because your parents, you know, you're not following their rules and their morals and their ways of life and you don't want to do what they want you to do, there's it's a good thing to have somebody, an elder of some sort, a cousin, an aunt, a family friend that can support you and let you know that you're not crazy. And <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I think it's very damaging. I think a lot of kids turn to drugs or, or just conform or whatever because they just don't know where they belong because they've only got this tiny little family unit to determine their worth or their value. It, and is, is part of it because I would uh, say that when, when we mention the nuclear family, it basically means that moms stay at home mm-hmm. and dad's the sole breadwinner mm-hmm. and it is coming home and dinner's on the table mm-hmm. uh, and the fulfillment and development of uh, the spouse, the generally the, the mother in 99% of the cases, if, if we're sort of talking about the nuclear family, uh, goes very much unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. That it's just all centered around what is going on Child with the father. Care. Yeah, cleaning. Yeah. And, and even even now, I mean, I see commercials and it's still like Lysol and Tide. They're all women cleaning as if men don't do that anymore or never, you know, or they don't right. do that in, in general. M- Mr. Clean does not come, in, come into <laughs> my, watches, my kitchen. He watches the woman clean. <laughs> Well, but I know, but he doesn't. He doesn't come in and you know tell me, give me any tips, right? Because I'm <laughs> exactly I'm not at home them. doing any anything, right? Um, You're reading but, the paper. Uh, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I've got my slippers on and my pipe, <laughs> and then he comes into the kitchen and he talks to my wife, and I'm like, "What are you doing over there, honey?" <laughs> Yeah, but but you're right. E- even still, in 2017, yeah. what, what we're even though we're talking about a much more inclusive uh, society, uh, different interpretations of, of marriage and a family, that still what we're getting pushed at through media is still a, a lot of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Of um, yeah, it's just it's the very subliminal, I think too. And I, I mean, I grew up in the 80s, and the family was mainly two parents, and then in the 90s, start, divorce started becoming more common. And then those kids, I almost feel like. You know, the latchkey kids kind of felt um, a little isolated in that. You know, they didn't have this ideal that was still being portrayed on television mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, and a lot of, I think a lot of kids who came from single parent households are actually more well adjusted than those who didn't. Sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> they had yeah. to, you know, fend for themselves sometimes, which isn't such a bad thing. So so then the nuclear, fa- the fantasy part of nuclear family fantasy is that it's all just a part of, it's... A dream, part of the American dream, as, yeah. as you've mentioned, or it could be. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I mm-hmm. think that to think that it's the ideal or that it's the only thing we should be focused on is a fantasy. Got it. <laughs> um, see, we, but we have to keep playing music. We have to actually keep the studio cool as, <laughs> as as well. That's the important thing. So, nuclear family fantasy is playing on Thursday night at El Cortez. I have not been to El Cortez. It's great, yeah. great nachos. Great nachos. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and you're playing with White Lighters, Lord Classic, and Material Girls. Uh, shows at eight or doors at it's eight, seven actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have an early curfew, so nice. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know. I like that. Give <laughs> <laughs> you a bed. <laughs> so, so much of that rock and roll lifestyle that we were talking about. Oh, the restaurant and service industry. Well, going. the later you stay up, the more trouble you can get into as well. Why does so, it work out that way, right? <laughs> That's true. I never I really got into much trouble at 11 o'clock in the morning no. unless I was still up from exactly. the, the night before. <laughs> so uh, so they are playing Thursday night at El Cortez, which is over in uh, 
Bushwick. So on Friday night, uh, friends of ours, the Karen and the Soros, are doing their album release party at uh, Friends and Lovers. And uh, so we're going to hear from them right after we hear Left Me Lonely again. So we're going to go. This is the closest you're going to come to a country song. <laughs> so I, I think it sort of works perfectly with the queer country of Karen and the oh, Soros. Good. So Thank you. you're listening to The Road and Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. 
Aaron and the Soros walk through the desert. That is from their recent release, The Narrow Place. They are going to be playing at Friends and Lovers on Friday night uh, with Lavender Country. And uh, that is their album release party. And the whole album is, if you, if you like country music, um, it is just awesome, awesome country music. And uh, I, the, the connection, I, I don't have a great memory, but you were, you were talking about something earlier, sort of about like seeing yourself or putting yourself in, in songs and changing the, the gender. Mm-hmm. And um, on, a, on a trip that I took north uh, to Canada, my wife and I were at a couple places and, that, and they were playing country music. And, and it was like me, I, I'm, I'm like a little child having a tantrum sometimes, but I'm sort of like sitting there going, oh my God, I have a country band for you to listen to. And, but it, you're going to be so freaked out because it's a woman singing about a woman. But everything that goes into that song is everything that you love about country mm-hmm. music. And so it was, uh, for me, like just sort of whatever, you know, frustrating. You're like, if you guys, if you guys took out. If you didn't worry about the gender, (laughs) you know, but when you were saying like, I switched the gender of songs and then it it works. Um, And so just with that song that, that, that we heard um, left me lonely again. And it, like you talk about it because it's kind of country a bit for me. Like you're like, you were sick of surviving. You wanted to live or die trying. And it's like, that's like, yeah, you're going to leave me and the, the pickup truck and the dog and, (laughs) But I, I, I don't know. I, I, again, like, you know, this is almost like a confession time um, that, I, that I'm doing with you. But again, I, 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 I listen to that and I'm like, yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you have your own interpretation of, of you know, what you Because <laughs> I, I kind of felt like I was maybe a little too literal in, in writing them. And so that like this, the, what I'm writing about is too specific to my own situation. Because that song is actually about a very good friend of mine who passed away last year also from addiction. That's why, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a definite theme throughout the last year. And, um, and that was kind of her, her way. It was just, she really wanted to survive or die trying and, or live yeah. or die trying. And so that's what that one was about. <laughs> but I like the pickup truck and the dog too. Like, can you? <laughs> oh, okay. But again, it was also one of those songs where I changed the pronoun and it started off as why can't you be someone I could rely on? Because mm-hmm. there were times when I needed her that she wasn't available because of her, um, you know, affliction. And then, but I also, in the second verse, why couldn't I be someone? Because I couldn't help her, I, you know, and I, right. and now I'm done believing that I can actually help anyone that has a problem with addiction because it's, you know, it's hard. It's not, it's not that simple. People you know, have to want to get better and help themselves in like, their own way. And, and yeah, duh, Matt, like it is an addiction. It is a, it is a sickness. It's not just something that as a phase people are going through. Yeah. So yes, we can at, at times help our, help our friends through times when they're not feeling so well, uh, by spending time with them, but it requires so much more when somebody is a, addicted to certainly something that's, you know, going to do severe damage to them and, in terms of drugs. Yeah, and that's also everywhere. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, alcohol is everywhere, and and that song. I mean, loving left me lonely again since she passed away at the very end of the year. It was just a year of a lot of loss. Me, you know, quitting the other band and my my boyfriend going missing, and and then her. It was just like, God, man, <laughs> 2016 needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, are are we going to be able to get out of here with like a happy song? I don't know. Huh? <laughs> I did write one. It's not on the EP, but I, I do have a happy song now. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> okay, so so 
so the show is Thursday then at, mm-hmm. at El Cortez. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a follow up in the, in the near future? There's not. We're going to do a music video. Okay, um, for cool. everybody loves you when they're drunk. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Are you doing an open casting call for that or something like that? I should. We need some people. We need some people that will be willing to party in the bar. So I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna shoot at one of the bars I work at. So we a lot of regulars and just mayhem. I can't wait. Now, um, videos are still a thing, right? I I think so. I, I mean, I love them. Yeah, I do too. You know, perhaps having videos for some of your other songs would have given me a different interpretation, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean you don't know? Are you I, saying that about me? I think I need, no, I think I should, uh, you know, lay off of the, the little literal interpretation through of those songs. Everybody loves you when they're drunk. I think we could shoot fairly literally because it's just yes. get, get drunk, you know, that's it. Yeah. And are you going to have somebody not drunk? Um, probably not. No. <laughs> it's the rules. <laughs> Maybe the producer, the cameraman or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they'll probably be sober. Yeah, they'll have we'll to see, be- yeah stone cold sober so but yeah i do think videos are still a thing i think everybody's if me i mean everybody's so visual now i mm-hmm. mean god you have to have photos of yourself every five seconds of the day up online or people don't care what you're doing it's crazy <laughs> so could, could i get a picture of you next to the lord before you, before you get, oh yeah <laughs> did, you real, did you realize the lord was <laughs> right behind <perfect>. you <laughs> in, glasses. In, glasses. in smoking yeah, and smoking <laughs> As he should be. As he should be. <laughs> why, why, why else would it be here on the on Earth if it wasn't supposed to be smoke? Right? Come on, let's let's look at it that from that perspective. Um, so again, so it's the album, the EP, self titled debut EP, uh, Nuclear Family Fantasy. You can find it on Bandcamp. Uh, you can find the band on Facebook. And uh, I think if you uh, listen to it once, you'll want to listen to it again <laughs> Thank you. and again. And again, uh, it's it's immediately catchy. The same song that we opened the show with opens the EP. And it, it I, I know you didn't write it from like a radio hook or anything like that, but it, but it does have a hook and it just, I, I think it keeps you there. Great. It's, it's really you. great. Uh, we are going to close out with one last one. Um, and we are going to. Like, it's not like we say we will and we won't. But, uh, I'm paying attention. I'm <laughs> We are going to close out with uh, so many maybes ago, and we're going to follow it with a couple bands who are playing on Saturday night at Arlene's Grocery. One is a former guest, Heavy Traffic, and we might uh, hear just a wee bit of Geezer, who are also playing with Book of Worms, and that that is a Saturday night at Arlene's Grocery. Hope to see you Thursday night at El Cortez, and if you can make it on Friday night to um, Friends and Lovers, that would be fantastic. I don't know if I can do three nights of rock and roll in a row. I'm going to try. We'll see. Masi, fantastic to meet you. Thank you nice for coming in. Thank um, you. And love the EP and hopefully all the success in the future with it. Thank so, you so much. You've been listening to The Road and Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Catch you on the flip side.